Hello and welcome to my podcast. It's your 10-minute consultation to retrain your brain for success. I'm Chartered Psychologist Dr. Audrey Tang, and in each session, I'm going to look at a different interpersonal problem, give you the psychological explanations for why it occurs, the common reactions, and suggest some behavioral solutions you can try. I'm never seeking to change your practice. You've got here just fine without me, but simply broaden your options. The more choices we have in a situation, the more effective we're likely to be. Today, I'm looking at how to be authentic rather than adaptive. We tend to have two types of self, the authentic self and the adaptive self. Now, the adaptive self on a smaller scale, maybe who we play at work, the role we are. It might be the behaviours we use when we're mum or dad or sister or daughter or son or sibling or husband or wife, whatever it might be. The adaptive self is still us, but it is us conforming and changing our behaviours to suit the expectations of the role that we are playing. The authentic self at that time may be perhaps denied, may be quietened down, it may even, if we adapt enough, actually get lost. And this is what I'd like to talk about. The world is as the world is. It has been created over many, many years, many beliefs, many societies, and it is set up in a certain way. Certain things, certain people are valued Um, certain ideas, certain looks, and so on. Now, that doesn't mean it's right, but that is the narrative at the moment. This is a little bit like our own world. So if we then scale this idea down, our parents will have had a narrative in their head for us. Oliver James, a psychologist, talks about parental scripts. Even before we are born, our parents, perhaps in choosing our name, in choosing how to dress us and so on, um, they already have an idea of what our life will be. They have a script for us and our character then is supposed to fit in. And at the start of our life, it is likely they will, consciously or not, try to shape us to fit into that particular script. But of course, it doesn't necessarily happen that way. Just as a little thought, consider the name that you've got. My name is Audrey and I was named after Audrey Hepburn. I think my mum wanted me to be uh, quite elegant and ladylike, very much like the actress. But when you look at other actresses around that time, I personally think my temperament, my character is probably more suited to a Vivian or an Ava. But this is what happens. We have a script set out and then when we diverge from it, as we're finding our own identity, we're sometimes told, stop that. And we're quickly reminded of the script that we ought to be following. Right at the moment in the world, there are a number of things that are untenable. There is a lot of discrimination going on. It is Pride Month at the moment. It's June. And of course, the Black Lives Matters movement has been getting a lot of much needed publicity. There's also issues such as climate change, which has moved from being a bit of a, oh, it's just tree huggers to a very serious global concern. And organisations are beginning to do something about this. There are, of course, non-discrimination laws. There are 
many steps that organisations are taking, having BAME committees, supporting women in leadership, uh, having mixed gender toilets, um, having maybe living walls to boost um, the oxygen in the world uh, and promoting diversity. All of that is great and all of that is absolutely wonderful. But the one thing this has in common is that this is not a major change to what's going on. This is a minor adaptation. Rather than rewriting from the beginning, this is like an edit of a chapter that's already there. Now, it's not easy to rewrite. I use that as an example as I'm an author. But when you think about, say, climate change, I would change my behaviour to some extent. I'd edit it. I would recycle a little bit more. But if you tell me to give up my car and maybe travel less, I will have a number of reasons why I can't do that. So I've edited. I haven't really addressed my behaviour fully. But of course, every little helps. So I'm not uh, unappreciative of what's going on right now. And that's the same thing when it comes to promoting diversity. But the whole problem with that is are you actually promoting authentic diversity or are you recognising those who have adapted well? My example here is it's not enough to train a dog to be a cat and promote the dog just so you can say, oh, we've got a dog in a cat's world. The better thing to do is to change the world so it values the traits that dogs and cats have, the best traits of both, if you will. And maybe the cat will also learn something and the dog really has an equal opportunity of getting there. As I said, though, it isn't easy. And often when we think we have a point and we try and be different, we run up against a lot of rejection. We run up against a lot of people who do like the world the way it is. Maybe it's just simply because it favours them, but maybe they just don't know anything else. It is difficult to keep positive. It's difficult to keep the fight going. But if you genuinely feel that what you have authentically in you is right, is valuable, then I'm going to show you ways of being able to live it. And the key method is by living what is known as your vitals. The acronym vitals is used because the behaviours I'm going to describe are as important to us to feel authentic as breathing is to stay alive, as eating and drinking water is. So I'd like you to do this exercise with me. V stands for values. What are your values? Maybe have at least three, no more because it's quite hard to um, have so many, but say three and think about what they are. Now, for me, I value people who are passionate, people who are motivated and enthusiastic. I value passion. I also value innovation. I value people who can do things and create things and actually put things into motion. And I value loyalty. Now, the outside world, and certainly a lot of worlds I've been in, have not necessarily valued those things. I've sometimes been told, oh, don't be silly. That's a bad idea. It can't be done just carry on with what you were doing. And until I actually did it myself, I probably would have believed it just can't be done. And 
sometimes I'm told that I'm too enthusiastic. So my passion isn't necessarily recognised. And certainly loyalty, I've come across a lot of issues and difficulties with it. But I believe they're really important. And so I try to continue to live them every day. And I look for people who also live those values. And over the last, say, two years, where I've really been focused on that, I have noticed my world has changed. The people who have those values, who share those values with me, I've seen a lot more of them. And they may be people I hadn't expected to to join my side of the world. I stands for interests. What do you like doing? It's as simple as that. It might be something that you used to do but don't have time for now. The whole thing about our interests is that they absolutely energise us. But as we get older, we find less and less time for them and, again, adaptive. And by losing out on our interests, we actually lose out on an opportunity to re-energise. And if we re-energise, we are more revved up to deal with the areas of our life that maybe we find a bit more exhausting. So recognise what you are interested in. And try and do it. It doesn't have to be, if you like dark, it doesn't have to be a masterpiece. But certainly try and work with whatever it is you are skilled at or that you enjoy. T stands for temperament. Now, when it comes to temperament, what I mean by this is, are you a fast thinker? Are you a slow thinker? In what sort of environment do you thrive? Now, that's not to say either one is better than the other. If you are a fast thinker, however, you'll become frustrated if people take time to process. But... You will adapt by perhaps giving that person who needs time to process a little bit longer to process it by thinking in advance and dealing with it that way. But again, if you are a fast thinker or if you're a slow thinker, you will benefit from working in an environment that suits that particular style. So think about your temperament. A stands for around the clock. Are you an early bird? Are you a night owl? Which works for you? And again, this becomes important because if you're on shift work, then consider how you are best able to function and try and work that into your routine. L stands for life goals. And what I mean by that is what is meaningful to you. Research has shown that if we have a purpose, we actually feel a lot more motivated to do whatever it is we're doing. So think about which life goals, which achievements in your past have been really meaningful to you. Think about the subject matter. Think about what you did and then see if there's any way you can incorporate that into your life or into your work. Again, it might be if you have an absolute passion for looking after animals and you work in a finance office, that doesn't mean you can't do anything with animals. It might mean you could have um, an office pet, a therapy cat or something. It might mean you can contribute or support an animal charity. But there are ways of making our worlds more meaningful if we recognise and identify what was meaningful to us. And S stands for strengths. Now, again, our adaptive self has a number of strengths we will have learned for our job, our role and so on. But we will have strengths that we're automatically and naturally good at. And again, if we've been so busy using our adaptive strengths, what we tend to do is we feel that we're always reaching and we're never quite getting there because we are always just pushed to the end of our limits. But if we start remembering what we are naturally good at, and again, incorporate that into the life that we have, we are once more, more likely to be energised. So when it comes to living authentically, it is really important to get back in touch with who we really are and live it every single day. Because if we can live it 
and we can attract more people who also live an authentic life that is similar to ours. We then have a larger group, which means that as that larger group, that larger collaboration, there's more of an opportunity to make the bigger changes in the world, changes that go beyond adaptation. And that comes to the end of our session. For longer practical exercises for personal professional effectiveness, do subscribe to my weekly webinar show, Energy Top Up, presented alongside award-winning parent and family coach Sharon Lawton, which is on my YouTube channel, The Wellness League.